Okay, I'll try and speak up. So if you like a title or a theme, this morning is What's in a Name? What's in a Name? And uh, I'm sure many of you have poured through books like this when you were choosing your children's names. And uh, although a lot on the, on the internet... So I thought it might be fun if, first of all, we just, if, if you wanted to, if you don't know your name, and I can look it up for you and you can see what it means. But do any of you know your na- the meaning of your name? Yes. Yes. What's yours, Rita? Daisy. Yours is a daisy. <laughs> oh, Margarita, yes, yes. But the root, the root is Marguerite, yes. Ah, lovely. Lovely. Anyone else know the meaning of their name? Your precious stone. Your very precious beryl. Lucy, your light, yes. Hannah, do you remember yours? Yes, well done. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. I will look, I will look you up. I will look you up, Lisa. For the recording, I'm looking up a book, in a book. <laughs> Hi, JKL. Lisa, Lisa, Lisa. No, you're not in here, Lisa. I should imagine you are a variant of Elizabeth. Which means what? Oath of God. Oath of God. I looked yours up earlier, Lozzie, and you're not in here either, but you're a variant of Laurel, which means noble. Oh. Anyone else before I put... Oh, yes, Pam, do you know yours? M-N-O-P. Comes before Q. Pamela. From the Greek... As <laughs> in P-A-U. <laughs> it means all. And honey. Melly. Oh, yes, because Melly means honey, doesn't it? So you're very sweet. Oh. Honey. Yeah, no, you're not po. Anybody else? Well, you won't find mine in there. No, I won't. <laughs> I wonder if they'll have your spelling, Jean. J H I J K L. Jean. J E A. Okay, um, so you're a form of Janet. And you've obviously got the French variant with your N and the E on the end. So, French for which? So, what does Janet mean? Scottish from Jane. Oh, from Jane. So, what does Jane mean? <laughs> it's a female form of John. Of course it is. Grace of God, yes. Of course it is. Jean. Jean. Right. Now, in the Czech Republic, they also have name days as well as your, your birthday. And is it other countries? Yeah, and Hungary. So, not only do you celebrate your birthday, but you celebrate your actual name, which can be on the can fall on your birthday. But more than likely, it's a separate day altogether. 
which is quite expensive. <laughs> which is quite expensive. Yes, my, I'm named after my granny, Catherine, and I'm so pleased I wasn't named after my other granny, who's Mabel. Anyway, my name is Pure. So if everybody's happy with that, we'll move on to um, Old Testament names. Now, in the Old Testament, especially, people's names um, show their destiny, their vocation, their character, what God had put into their lives, which came, came forth in their, in their life. And I could have chosen many people to, to use as an example, but I've gone for, for Abraham. Now, Abraham's name before he was Abraham was Abram. So you've got an A and an H in the middle. Sarah, his wife, was Sarai, S-A-R-I, A-I, A-I. And she was Sarah, A and an H at the end. Now, before Abraham's name, Abraham, meant before God told him he was going to be the father of a great nation... So Abraham means a high father, the exalted father. But after God's promise to him, he changed his name to to be a father of a great multitude, a father of many nations. So that A-H in the middle of his name changed his, his whole being, his whole destiny in what God wanted for him. And God breathed in his promise into Abraham or into Abraham. Now, the lovely thing is that I-A-H, if you sound it out, it's ah, isn't it? Now, what does that sound like? It's breath. God's breath. So God spoke into Abraham his breath in the middle. And then he walked into his promise that he had for him and for us, because we are of Abraham, aren't we? We have grafted into the vine and Sarah interests me because you take the I off of her name the end of her name and add A-H the so she has it at the end and Abraham has it right in the middle so she's still part of that so I leave that you to ponder on that but I, I love that God's breath who speaks into us he speaks into our name He speaks into our being, and he speaks into who we are for his purpose. Right. So, oh, Sarah's name, incidentally, um, was the Sarai was quarrelsome and contentious, but when she became Sarah, she became a princess, a noblewoman. So now, names for God. Now, there are so many names for God and so many names for Jesus. So I've just chosen four, I think, is for for God that we read in the Bible. We have Adonai, which means Master, Lord. We have El Shaddai, Almighty God, All-Sufficient God. We have Jehovah, which means Self-Existent, the Eternal the ever-loving one. I am that I am, and I'll speak more of this later. And Jesus, too, has many descriptive titles and names, and we know of the, the ones from Isaiah 9, 6, don't we? Where he's called Wonderful, Counselor, Prince of Peace, Everlasting Father. Have I remembered them all? Mighty God, 
And in Matthew we read that they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And so what did God say his name was? And I'll read from Exodus 3, 13 to 14. This is where Moses was asking God, you know, who do I say has told me to go and speak to Pharaoh? And God said, well, I'll start with this verse. Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is your name? Then what shall I tell them? So God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. Now that got me thinking of Jesus. And there are seven I ams. So I wonder if you can remember what those seven I ams are. So it's I am the. I am the bread. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I am the gate. Are you thinking of that one? I am the way, the truth, and life. I think you. Yeah, I think you've done well. You've covered them all. I'll just go through them. The first. I'll do them in the order that they're actually found in the New Testament. It's in John's Gospel. So I am the bread of life. Note the I am. I am the light of the world. I am the gate. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth and the life. I am the true vine. Do you see the connection with God the Father, Jehovah God? I am. And Jesus saying, I am. Let's be reading John. So, if all these names have made your brain hurt, I'm going to take us on a walk with Jesus. And we're going to walk from Jerusalem to Bethany, which is a a journey that he used to do quite a lot with his disciples. Because he had some friends in Bethany. Do we know, remember who they are? Martha and Mary. That's right. Now, I've had the privilege of... of, um, going to Jerusalem and the Mount of Olives so I can do it from the picture I have in my head okay so you've got the wall around Jerusalem and you've got the gates and Jerusalem um, directly across the the south side you've got the Mount of Olives so Jesus and his disciples would have walked through one of the gates probably since Stephen's gate they wouldn't have been because he wasn't there then the Lion's Gate (laughs) it's it's, it's Stephen's Gate now (laughs) And you've gone down a slope, down across the Kidron Valley, which I'd love to speak of, but I won't this time. Then up the slope, up the Mount of Olives, through the Garden of Gethsemane, over the top, and down the other side is Bethany. Now, I would have loved to have visited Bethany, but I didn't have the opportunity. I don't think it was was safe to visit there. But this was about a two-mile walk for Jesus and his disciples. So he would do this, and he went up over the top. So he called in on Mary and Martha, and as we read, Mary is sitting at Jesus' feet, listening to what he's saying. We all know the story so well. And Martha is busy there thinking, oh my goodness, have I got enough bread? 
oh, something's burning, I must stir the stew. (laughs) And she's really getting in a tears. And then she says to Jesus, Jesus, don't you care that my sister's sitting there and not help me? Tell her to help me. And Jesus, um, I'll just say before I say this, I always thought Jesus' response was a rebuke until I suddenly listened to the words. And I'll read it out just to make sure I've got it right. He says, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. He lovingly and softly says, Martha, Martha. And how often I need to hear, Kathy, Kathy. Jean, Jean, Ellie, Ellie, Lucy, Lucy. Now there are only seven occasions where God or Jesus uses someone's name twice, repetitive, like Martha, Martha. So we have, we have Abraham, Abraham, where God called out, Jacob, Jacob, Moses, Moses, Samuel, Samuel, remember that little boy? And he thought it was Eli, and it wasn't, it was God calling him. And then Simon, Simon Peter, and Saul, Saul, why are you persecuted? She's off. Saul, Saul. (laughs) For all of them, it was a new beginning. So was Martha any different? That our Lord would say, Martha, Martha. Was Jesus called to her to put down all that distracts her and to listen to him? How encouraging is that, that Jesus speaks our name? I'll say that again. Jesus speaks our name. Now another journey, another familiar passage. This time we're going to go to Jericho, which is 18 miles from Jerusalem. Now whether Jesus walked from (coughs) Jerusalem or whether he came down from Nazareth, I don't know. I didn't read that part. But it's another story we know so well. And uh, Jesus entering Jericho and there were crowds and they were jostling around. And so he should just happen to look into this tree and he should just happen to know the person's name up in that tree. And that person is Zacchaeus. Now, do you know, I was really disappointed when I looked up his name because it didn't mean he was a very little man and a very little man was he. (laughs) Doesn't mean that, but we do know that he was a short, wealthy chief tax collector and he climbed up the tree so he could see Jesus. So we know his name Zacchaeus because we've read it. And someone certainly didn't say, oh, Jesus, have you seen my friend up there in the trees named Zacchaeus? God knew his name. Jesus knew his name. And he called him down. Oh, I meant to read that. (laughs) Let's read it. Where's he gone? 19 When Jesus reached the spot, 
that's where Zacchaeus was, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, or Zacchaeus, whoever you like to say it, come down immediately, I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he's gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. So what does Zacchaeus' name really mean? It means pure and justified. And after his encounter with Jesus, that's just what he became. Right, finally, you'll be pleased to hear. What names have been spoken over you that have discouraged you and discoloured the way you look at yourself and certainly not the way that God looks at you. I have a little example to share with you. When I was about nine or ten years old, I was up at the school up here, um, I was in this particular lesson and it was a very simple maths question that was asked and all I recall it was about a bag of potatoes. How many potatoes, if I take out five and I've got a bag of 20, how many have I got left? Something, you know, really simple. And I sat there, and then, you know when the teacher points at you? <laughs> just, I just froze. I could not answer this very simple question. And so she made me stand on my chair in the middle of the classroom. And she said to me, you're fat and all you've got in your brain is fat. Um, So the next day, well, you can imagine humiliation. You can make a list, can't you? Next day, my mum went storming up the hill because we lived down the bottom, (laughs) so she went storming up the hill as fast as her little legs would carry her. And she confronted... I won't name the teacher. She confronted this teacher, and uh, she apologised to me. But unfortunately, the damage had already been done. And that phrase, sticks and stones may break your bones, but names will never hurt me, that's a load of twaddle. They do hurt, and they can damage. So I'm not telling you this story, because I want your sympathy. But that's what happens when names are spoken over us. So... In Philippians 2.9 we read that Jesus is the name above every name. And that shouts out to me as, look no further. He is the name above every name. And in Acts 4 we read, there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And uh, there are three questions or three things I wanted to say. I think we, are, we all love the Lord here, don't we? So I don't need to say, if you don't know the Lord. <clears throat> but what I will say is, 
if you want a closer relationship with God and you're hearing that call that I'd love to pray with you this where we can pray together to the name that is above all other names and if you've had negative hurtful words spoken over you that have distorted the image and name that Jesus has for you then we can pray for each other too that you would be released and brought to who you really are in Christ Jesus that's it